you're listening to Wolves Weekly, a roundup of all the week's action exclusive to Wolves Radio. I'm Jim Frith and joining me is Mikey Burrows. Mikey, how are you doing on this Tuesday morning? I'm very well. Uh, we ha- For those who aren't in the UK, we have a storm approaching, mm. so it's windy and wet outside. And it felt like we had a storm over the weekend, Gemma, because yes. uh, it wasn't a good weekend at any level, male or female. Yeah, it was It was a, a difficult weekend. Um, but I, I didn't even know about this storm, Mikey, until I left the house this morning. Um, and nearly got blown over out on my on my doorstep. So um, yeah, not not happy about the weather at all at the moment. And for those who don't know, uh, Gemma walks everywhere, <laughs> yeah. so uh, could be in trouble a bit later on. Yeah, I I um I, I actually have a driving license. I just don't have a car, which was is quite. That's because you used to live around. in London. Yeah. <laughs> so I try and walk everywhere, which yeah, over the sort of summer months was a breeze. But um, this morning I did <laughs> not enjoy it. Quite literally a breeze. Uh, yeah, today. quite literally a breeze. I was struggling to walk in a straight line. So um, <laughs> we'll, we'll update on how I get on with my my daily walks this time next week. <laughs> I might have given up by then. Um, okay, yeah. So let's talk about the weekend. Firstly, Saturday's match against Liverpool. It ended in heartbreak. I mean, after a really well fought ninety minutes, Liverpool stole all three points in those final moments. What did you make of the game, Mikey? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because for a long, long part of that game, we were up against it. And it was one of those kind of defensive performances where if they'd got away with the nil-nil, we would have said, you know, what an organised, disciplined display. You, you have to take into account that there are, as I said to you on last week's Wolves Weekly, there are three top-level elite teams in the Premier League. It was the first one we've come up against this season. And let us we have to be honest they are a level above. They have such incredible talent to call upon. They are pretty much at full strength. And Liverpool, you know, took the game to us as we expected they would. Now, I I imagine Bruno, I'm interested in what he said to you after the game, because I I think it was clearly a tactical plan to try and allow Liverpool to have the ball and then to go at them on the counter-attack. It didn't quite work out as well as they would have wanted to. I mean, you watch Bruno as well as I do uh, from the touchline, you know, and he's always trying to get the team to, to move the ball quicker, to, to do everything quicker, really, mm, to, yeah. to increase the tempo. They just didn't quite get that right, Gemma, on Saturday, I thought. But as I say, I'm interested in what Bruno said to you afterwards. Yeah, I mean, the post-match interviews, I have to say, were quite, were quite hard um, because everyone was was feeling really, really low and disappointed. And to be honest, most of what, Bruno was saying was about how he went back into the dressing room and everyone's everyone was just gutted everyone's faces were were uh, you know were sad and, and he was disappointed so it was interesting when I interview Bruno after a game particularly after a loss he's he's always quite upbeat I think he he knows that they can they can turn it around he's then identified what they need to work on how they're going to tackle that and 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 come back for for the next game so I think it you know it it wasn't their day I think there were there was Good moments defensively. I think um, Max Kilman again was fantastic. Um, he's been brilliant this season. Um, and there was that there was that lovely moment when um, Jose Sarr came out of his goal, and then Connor Cody had to go in with Max Kilman to defend Jota's shot. Um, and he came back and gave him a little kiss on the forehead for that, which was which was lovely. But it really felt like a team effort. They all worked together to try and, and do what they can. But unfortunately, of course, it didn't go away. It's a loss. I mean, it feels like a. a 
a small, a very small win. But um, when you look at the score lines of the previous Premier League ma- matches that Liverpool have played this season so far, they've scored more than two in all of them, and yeah. you know, and most some some of them have been four, four or more. So um, the fact that we only managed to concede one, it doesn't feel like something we should really be celebrating. But I think it just goes to show that we caused them problems for. Um, some of the game and it was kind of reminiscent of some of those there was moments in there that reminiscent of those early games against Leicester Spurs and Man United where I think that there's there's things that we can work on there and things that we can build upon as we go into these difficult matches coming up yeah I, I think there's a point worth making as well Jim that I mean Dave Edwards said in commentary on Match Day Live Extra that you know Liverpool are extremely fit they have mm. to be to play the way they do and they don't you know it's I know that Ralph Rangnick's gone in at Man United there's been a lot of talk recently about this Gagan press and and the eight seconds that you have to win the ball back and stuff it, but it is a point that a lot of Premier League teams don't play like that they don't they don't press you in the way that Liverpool do in, in the extreme way. And I think the key point to make is that Liverpool have been doing that for years and years. Jurgen Klopp is one of the longest serving Premier League managers. The point that you make about Bruno, about learning and identifying the things that have gone on, mm. is that he's only been here a matter of months. And he's working primarily with a squad of players that he didn't inherit, that he inherited, that he didn't bring in. So... There is always going to be this process, and it is a process, and it's not something that you can click your fingers and change overnight to say, right, here I am, I'm the new man, this is how we play. It it will take time, and they will evolve, and they will have to work with what they have, and they tried something on Saturday. They were 30 seconds away from getting a point, and as you rightly say, becoming the first team this season to stop Liverpool from scoring. Yeah. One thing that I think we should mention, Jem, actually, is that Kiana Hoover took to social media to apologise for yeah. the role he played, and I, I, I can I can tell from your voice that I didn't like that. No, it's, it's I, not. It shouldn't be necessary at, no. at all. He shouldn't need to apologise. Yeah. He was it, a late sub. He's a young player. He came on, and listen, you could have been. 34 years old, the most experienced defender in the world. Mm. Mo Salah's touch is going to get past anybody. You know, I don't, yeah, you're right. We shouldn't have that element where we require players to come out and apologise because mistakes get made. I don't actually think Kiana made a mistake in that element. He just got beaten by a Mm. world-class touch. There are other players that made semi-mistakes in there, but that happens over the course of a football match. And we shouldn't get on top, especially of young players learning their way in the game. Let them go out and do what they need to do. He will learn from it. He will move on and hopefully won't be too affected by it. He clearly felt a, a lot of pressure on himself that for that loss for him to come out and say that, and he shouldn't. He shouldn't feel that way. I mean, that's football, and that's how he's going to learn and how they're going to continue to develop. Looking ahead to our trip to the Etihad on Saturday lunchtime. Now we've had some very memorable meetings with Manchester City in recent years. Of course, did the double over the league leaders in 2019 twenty, um, and with Adama Traore in great form from these past two matches, do you think we can see another brace from him at the Etihad? <laughs> oh, I think everybody would. <laughs> love it wouldn't they absolutely Uh, it was a funny occasion the the game at the Etihad a couple of seasons ago because I think we'd come off the back of being in Basiktas a couple of days earlier when Willy Bolly had kind of scored a last minute goal and then we got forced into an early defensive change in that game when Romain Saiz went off and Ryan Bennett I think it was came on at the time and but we actually kind of took the game to Man City on that occasion we played Adama Traore as a wing back from the start Ruben Vinagre had come in for Johnny on the left-hand side to go ultra-attacking. 
but we kind of put three in midfield and had Patrick Catrone up top with Raul Jimenez. Mm -hmm. They actually missed quite a few chances in the first half. It gets forgotten, but we were the dominant team in that first half, especially. And then City, of course, you know, look, uh, as I said about Liverpool, they are an elite team with an elite squad of players, arguably the best squad, maybe bordering on them and Chelsea in the Premier League. It will be really, really difficult. And everyone knows how difficult it is to go there. But, we, you know, we talk about players having something to prove, something to learn from. They'll have learned an awful lot from what happened in that Liverpool game. Yeah. And they can actually apply an awful lot of that to taking on Man City this weekend. What do you think are those, those elements that they need to work on the, the most ahead of, ahead of Man City, but also ahead of, you know, we've got Chelsea, we've got Arsenal coming up over the next month. I mean, what, what do you think they need to be focusing in on? Well, we talked about Bruno clearly wants them to, to move the ball quicker. Uh, and that's key when you're up against a, a press that's high up the field, because if you can beat the press, then we have the players to be able to take us down the field and get away. I, I, I necessar don't necessarily think it's something specific to Liverpool and Man City. I think it's what we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, in that mm. Wolves simply need to be more creative and take their opportunities when they get in the final third. Time and time again, we get to those areas. Mm. Now, Saturday, we didn't quite look like converting it, but we do have the players that we know are capable of creating and scoring goals. Now, Daniel Pedence coming back will be a big boost to that. And it'll be interesting to see whether he goes into the team at Man City from the start. He has options again, Bruno. And, but that's the key thing, because when you're playing against Manchester City, you mentioned those two Adama Traore goals there. <laughs> you have to take those chances when they come. Yeah, when absolutely. you clean through on goal. He did that day and we won the game. So... And this is the, it's the easiest thing for you and I to sit here and say this. Take your chance when you think you're on goal. Take it. What was, what's the matter? Or, you know, when you're in the final third, make the right decision. That's why the top players are at the top football clubs. That's why players are trying to get to that top level. And hopefully, as I say, they're clearly working on it. They always do every day. You see them train. Hopefully it will pay off for them at the Etihad. Yes, fingers crossed. Will you be there on Saturday, Mikey? Of course I will be yes. there. Yes, okay, in that case, I will, I will see you in Manchester on Saturday. So let's talk about the other match that happened this weekend. I mean, unfortunately, Wolves women bowed out of the FA Cup on Sunday in a 4-0 defeat to Nottingham Forest. It was a tough afternoon. I mean, they played Forest in the same round of the Cup last season, which was a tough game then as well. I mean, we were both there for that one. But they came away victorious after extra time and penalties last time. But sadly, it wasn't their day this time around and they had their first defeat of the season. Um, it's, been, it's been several weeks of Cup games for Wolves women um, but they are playing back-to-back -back league games now over the next month so um, again on Sunday they've got Hull um, away from home and um, their last league match actually came at the end of October so it's been a while since they've been able to play and they've now got two games in hand so they've fallen down to third in the league table but I know Dan McNamara will be pleased to get back to playing league matches and and get back to the top of the table and, and focus on those games now that they've fallen out of the out of the FA Cup so there's definitely things to focus on now and move forward I mean they've had an amazing run of matches up until this point and Dan McNamara has been very um, clear about not wanting to get too hung up on that run because he said that run will come to an end at some point and unfortunately it now has but they can try and continue that uh, unbeaten run in the league instead now and, and push on it push on in that yeah I think there's an element isn't there Jim where it, it, 
for them, if they were going to have an off day, you may as well have it in the Cup, let's be honest. Yeah. The, the FA Cup was a great competition for them last season and it brought them exposure that they hadn't quite had before and, and that was great for growing Wolves women as a, as a club and as a brand and attracting people to come and watch them. You and I have been to games this season. It's yeah. brilliant. It's really, really good. The, the fact is, you mentioned that they had a, a little bit of a kind of stalted build up towards the game. They thought they were going to play it the week before. It couldn't mm, happen. Yeah. And then, and we forget actually that they're not professionals. They have day jobs, they have other lives. And when you don't know quite when you're being able to train, quite when you're being able to play a game, that can have an impact. And so, listen, you've got to allow them to have an off day. From time to time, it will happen. And hopefully, as you say, they can put things right when they get back to the league action. Yes, definitely. I mean, as you said there, the the FA Cup last season got them to where they are now in in this league. It helped them when they were applying for that upward movement in the summer. So they had an amazing run last year. It's not worked out the same way this year, but they can now focus on the league and and continue doing the amazing work that they've been doing um, in the league so far this season. Um, The under-23s, Mikey, how did they get on this week? Yeah, so continuing the disappointing weekend, uh, they were beaten 4-2 at the league leaders Fulham on Friday night. It was a bitterly cold occasion for them. And obviously without some key players who were involved with the first team set up on Saturday, it was a little bit depleted. But we did see Bruno Jordao get through another 30 minutes as he makes his comeback from injury. And we saw first goals for Harvey Griffiths, who was a midfielder signed from Man City in August. And for Lee Harkin, who's a Northern Irish striker who stepped up from the under-18s this season. So there were some real positives to come out of it. The big thing for me, Jem is that I got to see a player for the first time in a Wolves shirt who actually really intrigued me, which was Nathan Fraser, who's a striker from the under-18s. Now, the under-18s seem bizarrely blessed with forward players, so he's not always had a huge amount of minutes for the 18s. He's not really come to the attention. But with Connor Carty, who's kind of been the primarily big striker for the under-23s. Lee Harkin is kind of small and nippy and will get in and around. They didn't really have that physical presence with Conor Carty being injured. So Nathan Fraser came on the bench. Now he is six foot three, Jim. Oh my goodness. He is a big boy. <laughs> He's Wolverhampton born. So that's a great thing anyway to have yeah, yeah. another local lad making the grade and coming through. And actually... He nearly scored with the last kick of the game with what would have been an outrageous volley from just inside the penalty area that hit the crossbar. Uh. The thing for him was he had to drive all the way back or got driven all the way back from Fulham to then start for the under-18s the next day. Now, they lost as well. So, again, it wasn't the greatest of weekends for Wolves at all levels. But that's what they're having to do at the minute. That you know, we've got players who play for the under twenty threes and then go and join the first team the next day. We've got players who play for the under twenty threes and go and join the eighteens the next day. But I I thought it was worth mentioning him because I I was actually really impressed with the cameo that he made. And I say, six foot three, he looked to have a really good touch. And if that volley in the last minute is anything to go by, he's got some skill and ability to potentially score goals as well. So fingers crossed. Nathan Fraser could be a name we talk about for some time in the future. Okay, yeah, one to watch, one to watch. When are the um, 23s and 18s back in action, Mikey? Well, it's it's a little bit more of a a quieter week this week. They've had an awful lot of games. Obviously, there is the FA Youth Cup 
coming up at Molyneux on Wednesday. Fans okay. can go and see that. Go oh, to wolves.co.uk to try and get tickets ahead of time. Next up for the under-23s is a trip to West Ham on Monday the 13th, which is in the Premier League Cup. Now, James Collins' team have gone really well in this so far. They have three wins from three. Still plenty of group games to go, but they're looking good in that. They've already beaten West Ham in this competition once, so hopefully they will do so again. Interesting. Okay, we'll have to keep keep an eye out and update us on those um, matches, Mikey, next week. Um, Tonight, Mikey, I have to tell you before we go, um, I'm off to a Christmas party. Oh! But not just any Christmas party. It's the Young Wolves Christmas party tonight. And it's at the uh, Snow Dome in Tanworth, which if you haven't been, Mikey, it's just an indoor snowy wonderland um, where everyone's going to be playing in the snow. You can actually go... You can go skiing there, I think, but um, I don't think there'll be any skiing tonight. I think it's just going to be lots of snowball fights and some snowmen, potentially. Um, so even though, I mean, it's, to be fair, we might have real snow on the floor in Wolverhampton by the end of the week, <laughs> the way the storm's going, but I get to have a bit of um, controlled snow fun this evening there, uh, which is going to be amazing. There's going to be some of the players there as well that are going to go to see the, um, some of the young Wolves fans. There's going to be reindeer. There's going to be a pantomime. It's going to be an amazing evening of, of, of fun for the young Wolves. So yeah, I'm... Very looking forward to my Tuesday Fuming night. About but... <laughs> Fuming about that. Fuming about that. But there's been a lot of like week weekday fun well, going thing. on at the moment. You've yeah, got I mean... parties, <laughs> you're going on cruises, and you had some big Wolves record event Yeah, recently. that's what I wanted to mention, is that last Tuesday, um, there was an event called Louder at Molyneux in the North Bank Bar. Um, it was hosted by Wolves Records, and it was basically the first event that we've done of this kind since Wolves Record launched, where local artists were invited to come and perform in front of a live audience and talent scouts, which is an amazing opportunity for them as unsigned local artists in the North Bank Bar. And it was an absolutely amazing, amazing night. It was a really great turnout. Um, it was a great atmosphere in there. And there's just such an incredible music scene in Wolverhampton and the West Midlands that um, it's amazing that this, these, this sort of huge talent has been able to give, be given a space by Wolves Records where they can come and they can perform. And hopefully events like this will continue. Um, and it was a great just community atmosphere. It, it felt like a, a networking event for all of those artists. There were so many artists in the audience watching on and, and performing. I mean, there were some fantastic names, Mikey. Um, Elamore and Jerob were absolutely incredible. Now, Jerob, I think, swept away half the audience everyone was absolutely mesmerized by his music and we've had people in the team here who have been listening to him on spotify ever since that since that day so i'd recommend listening to him um we also had a lot of grime artists at the event as well there's a big grime scene in in the area we had jazzy martian and that is yes his real name his jazzy real, martian jazzy martian and, and he is as cool as his name suggests as well he is amazing <laughs> and there was empress linoleum as well she was incredible she's very young and getting into the scene and um, K1 Strange as well. There was a real variety of talent on display at, at this event and it was just it was just absolutely incredible to see see lo- local talent live in, and it's particularly as for so long with with the with the pandemic and with restrictions we haven't been able to have music events and that kind of thing. It's amazing to have it all coming back and then also being able to host it at Molyneux. So um I'm sure there'll be lots of events coming up in the future. So I just want to say if anybody listening is a big football fan, a big Wolves fan, but also a big music fan, then make sure you're following Wolves Records on social media at Wolves Records um, and keep up to date for future events. because I'm sure there'll be lots. And those artists, I'm sure, will will be publicised across those accounts as well so that you can keep up with them on Spotify and and various things. And we can make sure we're supporting our local musical talent in the area um, as well as 
uh, hosting them at, at Molyneux. You're um, so showbiz these days. <laughs> I, I, get, I get to do a bit of everything. <laughs> I can't believe you've not been asked to turn on people's Christmas lights this year. <laughs> oh, my God, Mikey, that would actually, I think that's, that might be my ultimate career dream, is turning <laughs> on Christmas lights. <laughs> well, if anyone wants to make it happen... <laughs> At Gem Frith on Twitter. I, I only put my, Christ, my own Christmas tree up last night, so um, I'm still very much in the festive spirit if anyone else wants help with theirs. <laughs> have you Christmas treed yet? I haven't yet. I've okay. started the process and kind of moving stuff around, but um, we've mm-hmm. had so many games. I did six games in 10 days wow. last week. And You're obviously all, all the prep that that entails as well to prepare for commentaries you know i mean i know people might listen to it and think that we've just rocked up and talking absolute nonsense but we actually have to prepare to do that yeah actually a lot of work goes into it <laughs> it's not all fun it's not all fun um okay are you gonna get a real tree or a fake tree mikey That's uh question. it'll be it'll be my standard tree that's all there oh okay and, uh, we've got to break out our um wolves themed uh santa hats mm-hmm. that'll be one and uh andy thompson and i always have a christmas jumper game and I think we've decided that it will be Chelsea at home the last nice. weekend before Christmas. So tune in to Match Day Live Extra to see us in our Christmas jumpers. I might join you for that one, Mikey. I might bring yeah. a jumper for that match as well. Might as well. Um, well, I will see you at the Etihad on Saturday anyway. And if anyone listening will be there as well, we will see you there too. But if not, make sure you keep an eye on the Instagram stories for build-up to the game from me. And also tune in to Match Day Live Extra with Mikey and Tomo from 12 noon across all of our usual platforms. We'll be able to bring you all the build-up to the game. Um, and yeah, fingers crossed, it will be a good one. We will see you then. Bye. Bye.